0: What's up and welcome to Party Invite, where we invite you to a gaming community of diverse enthusiasts. Your party members today are Thomas Egan,
1: hey. Carlos
0: woo, woo. That's me. and I'm your party leader, Chris Mowry. We'll talk about what we've been playing as per usual and some really exciting news coming out of Valve, uh, but Thomas, let's start with you. What have you been playing here? It looks like you've been playing an oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a
1: goodie? Um I mean, that could be dead cells or control, which I want to talk about oh nice um, i I tell you what I'll start actually with control mm-hmm. uh I love control. that game was made for me. I've talked about it a little bit on the show before um and you're playing it game... on you're
0: playing it on p s five right
1: yep p s five the haptic feedback is phenomenal, and I would recommend that if you have a chance to play control on p s five that's the way that you should play it because it looks great i mean. I guess technically it could look better on a really high-end PC, but uh, the thing that's making that pop as far as picking a system is the controller. I've talked about the controller several times on here as well, and I know it's just me talking about it, and until you have the controller in your hand, you're probably just going to be like, good for you, man. (laughs) But uh, I stand by what I've said, that that PlayStation controller is really something special and uh, makes playing on a console a... uh, a pro and not a con um i'm really enjoying that game the uh i am if i'm guessing i'd say i'm in the last two hours of the game roughly Uh, i don't know that for sure because the game's taken some twists i wasn't expecting but i'm pretty sure i'm near the end of that game i did though start on the alan wake dlc that's in the game Mm -hmm. uh in in control you uh the entire game takes place within the oldest house, which is a Harry Potter building <laughs> in New York. Basically, okay. where you get in the inside, and it's way, 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 way bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Um, and it's very interesting. I love that stuff. I, I really like that supernatural kind of. Um, you you never really you literally never even know what the building's gonna do. <laughs> like the the building is basically its own character in the game because it just does whatever it wants. It follows a set of rules that the people who live inside of it are constantly discovering. Um, but it's really interesting. And there are a lot of areas within the oldest house, uh, that you travel through within the main story. But in the Alan Wake DLC, it unlocks an entirely new department of the building that, uh, was like closed off, uh, because some terrible things went down and I just started that area. And, uh, I, I knew it was Alan Wake because there are a few parts throughout the main game that refer to him. Uh, lots of lore uh, documents. And there are a million lore documents in this game, but I am really here for that stuff. That's why I picked up the game. A lot of people will like like to skip over that stuff. Um, and honestly, they'd enjoy the game just as much because I think the combat is good. But uh, you get into this area and Alan Wake and his stuff... And I've never played the games before. I've never played Alan Wake, uh, so this isn't a nostalgia thing for me because I never played it. It doesn't mean anything to me. But uh, this area is cool because in Control, your main character plays as the director, uh, the person in charge of this entire federal bureau of control. And uh, you have this supernatural hotline, a literal phone, like an old-timey dial phone, that you use to talk to different people in the world. That's all I'm going to say about that.
0: <laughs> yep. uh,
1: and so uh, throughout the game, you, you talk to a few different people, but when you get into the Alan Wake DLC, um, the person you're talking to on that hotline is actually Alan Wake. The one thing I do know, I know two things about Alan Wake, and it's that Alan Wake wrote a story, and then the story became like real. Uh, the other thing is that you shine flashlights at stuff a lot. That's that's my entire knowledge of Alan. Wake.
2: Pretty David. much nailed it. Go go buy Alan Wake because of that. Well, those
0: those things. The, yes, obviously. They're gonna. They, it's already been leaked that there's a uh, remaster coming. So just wait. Yeah. And play and that.
1: I I am interested in that based on what I've seen in Control. It's awesome. Uh, because the way that they link whatever happens in Alan Wake to this universe, this like Control universe. Uh, I'm very interested in. I'm very interested in this world that they've built. They've done a good job of fleshing it out in a way that I just really want more.
2: It's uh, just a reminder that, that that's what Remedy does. They have, like, all their games are ahead of their time. Every single one of them. Even the the bad ones. Uh, Quantum Break was just a... Control. Kinda. A much... Yeah. Like, a a worse-known, less... uh, Like, not as good of controls... Uh, version of control for sure like yeah
1: I, I saw a screenshot from quantum break a few days ago and i actually thought shit. it was control i thought it yeah. was until i looked closer and then i was just like oh it's that guy it's the the, the other actor." where they uh, sean
0: ashmore yeah where they really yeah. went wrong with that is doing the live action tv show like aspect like that i think turned so many people off from what that
2: was, which sucks, because it, it could it would have been fine if it was all just CG stuff. It like the performances were great, even though the shooting the show part itself was completely unnecessary. But you know, yeah. uh, it yeah. is what it is. They they tried to expand when everything was uh when Xbox was still trying to get through the do TV <laughs> the and all the that whole three sixty yeah. all entertainment yeah. kind of thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, the the next generation of consoles is going to be TV and somehow football and uh <laughs> games and all this stuff. Um yeah, you know, uh Control does a lot of weird things. I posted a bit ago about the Threshold Kids, which is this really weird hey, So have you guys have the two of you played Control?
0: uh so I was just about to talk about this. I have maybe 10 hours in. Um I got to a boss fight that was infuriating and I was like I this is fucking I can't and set it down. Do you, do
1: you remember what it was?
0: Um so I remember <laughs> this will be really really good. I remember that you walk into a room and there's a guy in there who's floating and throwing shit at you and things like that. I believe he is like one of the first you hear about him early on and then you finally see him and it's like him and a bunch of ads, and I had not gotten to where you can like float around yet.
1: Is he a thing where... Yeah, I was actually surprised how far you have to get
0: into the game his, before you His can, name's like, maybe Rodriguez or something like that?
1: Uh, Maybe. Most of the people you kill, I just don't remember their names. But
0: yeah, it was just like an infuriating uh, boss fight. Uh, I think I
1: know who you're talking about, Where it, he has like a shield thing around yes, him. Yes,
0: and it's fucking... Yeah, it's I knew, early. It, it's, it's pretty early on, uh, and I was super into the lore and just like, please just get... Why did all of a sudden this difficulty spike happen seemingly out of nowhere is very confusing. I wonder if they kind of adjusted that since like the ultimate edition and stuff has come out. But,
1: uh, I mean, maybe that so each boss you find like that is a like an elite version of a monster that you will continue to see throughout the game. And that type of monster is the hardest monster I've found. It's infuriating,
0: it just like it like stopped me in my tracks to where I was just like, I just keep beating my head against this boss. Nothing seems to be working or happening, uh, and yeah. they're just destroying me. So, um, and this is the only way I can go to continue the story. There was no like, hey, go do this for a while. It was like, nope, this is what you have to do in order to get to more stuff. Like, I think I was on the way to go finally find my brother. Um, like, it was that like, right. it was like, hey, get, get through this, and then maybe on the other side of that, there's a brother, your bro bro. Mm-hmm. Um or something. Uh, there's there's A brother on the other side. uh, (laughs) It could be yours. We don't know. uh, yeah, it was just Um, it was uh it was really frustrating and then I ended up stopping. And also I tried to go back to it on PlayStation 4, and man, that console cannot fucking handle that game at all.
2: Yours already is
0: a jet engine whenever it does anything. Well what's frustrating is like I, I was just trying to show my uncle how cool it was. Uh and I was showing him the beginning and like walking up to paintings. They would not fucking load. It would just stay garbled. Oh no! And like textured bad. And Uh, I was like, sorry. (laughs) uh, So I mean, maybe some of that stuff got ironed out in Ultimate Edition, but I have it on PC now because it was on Epic or something like that. So
1: uh, Ultimate Edition is still available on PS4, but I can tell you that the PS5 one runs great. Yeah, I've had a couple like minor hiccups, but certainly nothing that is worth. Sharing. I mean, little things that I would expect to be messed up or at least were not enough to to be troublesome. Right, right. Um, And and a lot of times actually, a lot of it had to do with the levitating actually. And if I just used it differently, then the problem went away. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, But uh, yeah, so in Control, you you talk to somebody on the hotline and uh, in the Alan Wake DLC the hotline, you're actually watching Alan Wake typing on a typewriter and he's narrating what you are doing or are about to do Thomas
0: you gotta stop talking about this because this is like pretty heavy spoiler you are like balls deep in spoilers right now
1: it's the beginning
0: I am letting you know that from what I've gathered a lot of people have still not played the
1: I still haven't uh, played the original
0: well no people still haven't played the Awe uh, DLC I, I just heard, um, what's their names talking about this, uh, next lander. Um, so like you saying anything about what Alan Wake is doing in it is a spoiler, just so you know, oh. <laughs> and that is like heavily Whoa. tied into <laughs> what is happening in Alan Wake. So you even saying that he's typing on a typewriter, telling you exactly what I, you're about wait, to uh, do. Well,
1: okay. Well, first of all, I am not worried about spoiling the original Alan Wake, which I've never played because it's like a 10 year old game. And I'm trying to give you my perspective <laughs> of going into this, like Spoiler as warning. someone who doesn't know about him. I mean, you can cut this stuff if you want, but uh, no, I'm just uh, I'm
0: just <laughs> letting people know, that, like easy. Triggered.
1: Then I mean, I guess then all I can tell you about the Alan Wake DLC is that um, I like it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> ten out of uh, ten. Great. So um, I'm gonna continue playing that. Uh, I don't even know where the other two DLCs begin or end. I, don't, I didn't even look up what they're called. But since I'm playing the Ultimate Edition, I mean, maybe I'm already playing part of it. I don't. I have no idea. Um, but uh, the game has a whole lot to offer. Uh, eventually, I, when I finish the game, I'll do one of the reviews at a glance that uh, Carlos you've put on the website for mm. a bunch of the games that you've played. Yeah. Um, because I like it, but it's not. It's not even close to a perfect game. It has plenty of problems but uh, I love the lore. I'm really excited to see more things in the control universe because of the way that they uh, have built that. I would say as someone who has not played Quantum Break that uh, moving in a direction towards like more horror and like it still has plenty of sci-fi. It is totally deep in sci-fi, but it's more horror centric, uh, even though it's not a scary game at all. I think it lends itself to the style of storytelling that they're trying to, to do. Um, I listen to a lot of anthology horror podcasts; they're my favorite kind of podcasts to listen to. Um, and and this anthology style of like, you pick up a lore document and it tells you about some crazy, haunted item, and it tells you how uh, how they discovered it because some crazy event happened. And then there's another document that tells you how they tried to go. Uh, contain and transport the item back to the bureau and how like two people died on the way back or something and um that stuff lends itself really well to the anthology style of uh of horror that people love i mean even uh netflix has their uh, series that just came out it's like slasher street or something i'm probably completely missing that but they're uh three movies they, they made that are, uh, one takes place in the 90s, one's in the 80s, and then the last one is in the 70s. Spooky Street. Um, spooky Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love that stuff. I, I'm still really enjoying Control. I don't want it to end. Um, and when it eventually does, I'll be looking forward to uh, whatever thing they have rumored to exist in the future. They are they're, they're said to have some thing, another project That's not Alan Wake that is going to exist in the control uh, universe. And I don't know what it is, but they have so much opportunity and I'm excited for it.
0: I know what it is. Uh, They announced, they talked about it last week. It is a four player, um, uh, PVE game, uh, that exists in the control universe, um, where you have like classes and, um. Oh my gosh. Things are like you that.
1: okay? So before I knew you that I was hoping that it would be like, you're on the squad to go find and contain these items. If that's what that is.
0: So what I am pre-ordering this shit. The,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the unthinkable.
0: They have somewhere. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, Vinny Caravella was talking about it and saying that the, um, uh, the artwork or like the concept art that they have are four people hanging out inside the bureau like clearly like in some sort of almost like DMV sort of line and they're all sitting and like smoking cigarettes and there's a body bag in front of them and they're just waiting to be seen. Uh, Or, you know, like they're checking in, Hey, we got the person you were telling us to go get. So it could be fun. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty on board with whatever control has to do or remedy for that matter has to do. So, um, and then from what I've gathered too, is there's another game as well. That is all tied in. Basically what they've said is every game that isn't, that they own uh, the rights to, which is only Control and. uh, um,
1: Control, Alan Wake, and and Quantum Quantum
0: Break. They do not own Quantum Break. That is a Microsoft property. Um, All of, yeah, all of those are in a connected universe and they're moving forward with everything being connected in some way.
1: Cool. I'm so. here for it. Uh, in a in a world where everything's trying to be some extended universe, this is one that I'm totally on board for.
0: Crossover with Fast and the Furious coming 2037.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah, Control. It's about family. Control. Ethos for family. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of uh, universes, real quick, uh, just wanted to mention for anybody that that uh, didn't hear, uh, Re Verse uh, was also delayed. Uh, till 2022. So, uh, for anybody that was hoping to play Capcom's newest multiplayer game, well, it looks like we got uh, The Ascent and Back for Blood to play this summer anyway, so fuck it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yay. We got,
1: uh, we got plenty <laughs> of things under that umbrella to play.
0: Uh, Carlos, what you've been playing here, uh, I also tie into that as well. So, why don't you uh, take that away? Yeah. Take it away. I, take, it away uh... take it away now. <laughs>
2: Uh, I had a a few really good games this week of uh, Rogue Company uh, since they had the new King of the Hill mode that they added. Uh, Just for anybody that hasn't tried it out yet, again, if you haven't listened to us at all and and have not started up Rogue Company at at all, oh my God, you are a disgrace. But (laughs) um, the Season 2 has added not only more characters, they've got a new character called Switchblade that's basically like Harley Quinn. (laughs) Uh, but Punk, the new mode yeah, is Punk King Harley of the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new King of the Hill mode, it's uh, five-minute rounds. Uh, every second in the hill, a uh, will gain a team one point. Um, but whoever's in the hill has to stay in the hill to rema- to get the points. Uh, then the hill moves every 75 seconds. And the first team to 150 points, uh, or most points whenever the game is over, is the winner. And let's just say it's fucking crazy.
0: It's with six, six v six stuff. It is just, yeah. It's absolute chaos. Uh, you're it's like six v six. Like
2: yeah, it's four v four normally. You find people dying twenty times. Yeah. You you 6v6 can 6v6 is too much. It's not too That's much. That's too much, dude. It's, it's not. really good.
1: <laughs> it's man, it's crazy. Like the it's average Overwatch survival time twitching. though is less than
2: twenty seconds. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a good Overwatch switch up.
1: Overwatch is switching from six players to five for a total of 10 instead of 12. And I think that's a great move, because sometimes, like, 6 is just one too many. And I think 3 is the magic number Apex and some other stuff. But uh, Rogue Company seemed solid with 4. Haven't played in a while. I'm going to have to take your word for it that 6 is good, so, but, like, to me, I'm just like, oh, The 4v4 stuff
0: people. isn't gone. Um, yeah. It's still there. Right. Um, so that's Strikeout and Demolition. Uh, I'm still... Confused as hell why the only ranked mode is demolition. Like, I don't ever fucking play demolition, it's don't know why you
2: would. Nobody's never in there, yeah. Uh, so make
0: uh, ranked strikeout, stupid. maybe. Um,
1: I, dude, I think demolition is a dumb game mode, like, it's I've bad, I don't think I've ever enjoyed that mode.
0: No, strikeout's great. Um, most of what uh, I've been doing with uh, my crew is strikeout. Uh, we played a little King of the Hill. Little we dabbled slightly into Team Deathmatch, but too many of those characters are like defense based or something like that. So it doesn't make a ton of sense to do Team Deathmatch. Um like I've noticed that I've my girl's been Seagrid for most of playing this game. Uh and I've been playing Vi mostly uh this past week is um, by the up.
1: poison person yes. with the she shotgun? has
0: poison uh, but I don't use her shotgun I use her I spit a ton of bullets at you SMG um, and I use her fire grenades um, which are lovely uh, until you cool. until you come across a Scorch he was immune to fire she's the only character in the game that is immune to something it is fucking stupid and doesn't make any sense um, but there you have that it uh, they-
1: seems weird to me that characters can have such a rock paper scissors thing and you're not able to change it's not unusual for games because i never knew a game to allow you to change at any time until overwatch but in my thomas egan post overwatch gaming life uh now anytime i play something else and i'm like okay well i got paper and they got rock or the other way around where i lose uh then i'm just like oh boy all right i guess i'm just gonna Stay on Carlos and hope he carries me to victory. So something they
0: they have changed that that I think does help a little bit is you can now purchase things in between death. Like so, if you die and you have earned money, well, you can spend it instead of having to wait till the round is over and then spend the money. Uh, that's a nice little thing. They also have this uh, mode I haven't played yet. That's a limited time thing: dodgeball, where basically it is just like dodgeball in the fact that if you get knocked out, you are put into a queue. And then you can only be brought back if one of your teammates kill downs and kills somebody else on the other team. So it's just like, That's actually kind of genius. Um, and
1: it, it's called rogue out city.
0: <laughs> it's called rogue out city. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that game is fun. It seems like one that I feel like uh, uh, my friend group and I are always going to just go back to, cause it's free. Um, you don't have to pay anything extra. I mean, you can um, to get the season passes and stuff, but they keep doing stuff to make it more enticing to come back. They have login rewards now. Um, so if you log in in consecutive days, you are earning stuff. Um, they have, um, what's it called? Uh, not bounties, but, uh, something else. The daily contracts. Arms, yeah. They have daily contracts. They have arms dealer, uh, stuff that you earn throughout that unlock stuff. They're just constantly giving you more stuff to unlock. Um, and that's what a free multiplayer game should do. Um, it's uh, it's great. It's fun. Um, multiplayer stuff they're, is good.
2: And they're getting support from all of the stores too. I mean, yeah. PSN, Epic, and Xbox have all uh, put in multiple rewards over the past few months yeah, to, if, to if, play more.
0: If you have PS Plus, they always, each season, have a here's a booster, free booster for Rogue Company. Here's 600 monies and a couple uh skids. Yeah it's free I mean, every,
1: every time i log into don't starve they're like here's the shiny new pair of shoes <laughs> and i'm like okay great
0: <laughs> great can't wait to muddy them up uh yeah <laughs> um something i've been playing uh too, speaking of multiplayer things that you play in a group is chivalry 2 um uh my uh account sharing friend uh purchased it uh so we've been playing a- dabbling dabble in a little bit of that Uh, That game can be incredibly satisfying and incredibly furiating at the same time uh, because you'll just die and you're like, I have fucking no idea why that happened. Who hit me? Not sure. Uh, It's mostly just chaos, uh, but it is so intricate in its counters and its other things that you can just get in there and fuck around and have a good time. But in order to get good, it is like like, parts of the tutorial, thank God they allow you to do this. They just allow you to move on. Uh, Like, I was like, I am doing exactly what it is telling me to do, and it is not registering. And this happens in so many, like, the input is just, like, it's like, block and then swing. I'm like, okay, block and swing. Nothing happens. It doesn't give you a check mark. It's like, okay, do it again, and again, and again, and again. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. It's very much like how in fighting game tutorials they'll be like enter this combo and you hit all of those buttons and it's like you did that way too slow and you're like how am i supposed to do it any faster i don't understand is a we get a robot to do it uh dude that's how i felt when i was trying to get my
1: my friend i was like look we run street fighter tournaments can you teach me how to play street fighter and he's like okay do the most basic combo no 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 do it do it right just like "Ah, i'm hitting those buttons My fingers are working yeah
0: um but yeah, Shiv is fun. I uh, Things I like uh, so far are the archers. Uh, those are fun to um, kind of stay in the kill, back.
1: Kill? Yeah. Because everybody wants to kill the archers?
0: Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, if if, if they you watch get...
1: it, but They're just like, first things first. I don't care if it's like you're going to win us the match. I'm killing those fucking archers. Well, because you can just sit in the That's back and just
0: much. fucking pick people off and they get really pissed off and they start coming for you. Uh, but I also have this, there's, uh, this class that has this giant war club, uh, and when you downswing on somebody, that is the most satisfying crunch noise. Uh, and it just, when you, when you, cause the way, the way the, the attacks work is like, you'll have like a, a regular swing here and you can hold it to make it, um, swing harder. There's another one or this is block. And then you have another like stabby here. It's like a pokey. Or no, wait, that's the downswing. And then R1 is your stabby. Um,
1: uh, for, for those not watching the video version, oh, right, uh, yes. Chris, Chris Chris is pointing out the the pokey and the stabby uh, buttons. On, on the controllers. This is a very
2: <laughs> important tutorial mode that you need to go through.
0: Yeah. Um, don't don't poke and then try to stab too quickly. You've got to yep. wait a second. You have to wait a second and block maybe. Uh, and there's stamina and all that stuff. It's, it's pretty intricate. Uh, it's dumb fun. Just doing the battle cries constantly, like running into battle, and I'm just smashing Uh, square, and which
2: is,
1: dude, some of those yells last like 20 seconds. Yes. Where you're like, I hope this person got like paid hazard pay because I can hear their vocal cords shredding as as I listen. (laughs) Um, I watched watched a bunch of uh, our friend uh, Jason Mortis thesaurus. play a bunch of chivalry Yeah, and he, at one point he was like yelling just a ton of yells and all this stuff. And it was pretty funny. Um, and then he turns and he's like, all right, time to get back in the fight. And he's got a big two handed weapon. Like you described, uh, Chris, and he runs in and he's like, ah, and he straight up jumps off this ledge and tries to land, like a doing a lunging two handed overhead swing. And he actually hits his teammate, and he's just like,
0: "Oh, that's not what I was supposed to do." Constantly hitting teammates, and just, and it's all friendly, the friendly fire, uh, for melee. Uh, Yeah, it's constant. Like, (laughs) get the f out of my way! I'm trying to hit this person, and you. And everyone's a player, so and knock out like two of your teammates. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's. it's, I'm really excited. There, there is. It's fun. I still don't. I still don't understand what the carrot is besides unlocking different weapons and stuff. Like there's not so so far from what I'm seeing is there's nothing like in rogue company. That's like, um, keep unlocking these things. You get a cool skin, right? Like I know that's there, but it is unclear to me where I should be looking for that or what I should be doing in order to unlock those. Um, it's just like different armor and make yourself look cooler. But the, the, there's no like battle pass of any type or anything like that. It's just like, I'm still, I still don't understand. Like in those sort of games, you have to have something like you're unlocking this well, that, and you're getting, why you stuff. get a battle
1: pass, right? Cause right, you're yeah. like, Oh cool. Because every, each game I play, I'm closer to unlocking the cool looking shield that I want or something.
0: Yes. And I just, I know that that stuff is kind of in there. It's just a little buried. Like, uh, our buddy, uh, Andrew, who who uh, posted in the group yesterday, is like, hey, I just had to do this flex of getting 50 kills in one match, which is insanity. Uh,
1: yeah, and over, it was like, was it 2,000 <laughs> or 20,000 kills? It was yeah, some huge number yeah.
0: Of total kills. Yeah, no, it, like usually when I'm playing with Andrew, I'll just hear him being like, yeah, who wants it? Bring it. <laughs> just like he's just taking <laughs> people out. Um, uh, but yeah, like I know he, that he has unlocked a bunch of calls. Uh, so instead of just like doing the random yells, he has like your mom, your mama jokes, um, yeah, and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, which is funny. Uh, but that that's uh, for me. That's not that's not why I'm playing those multiplayer type of games. Like in Rogue Company, I'm playing to make my guns look cooler, uh, make my yeah. get a unlock a cool skin, a better emote, like those kind of things. Um, I just wish that stuff was a little more clear in Chivalry. And also, since I've started playing. Uh, at least on ps4 the game has crashed on me several times uh so everybody told me that wasn't really a problem and then as soon as this got into the game it's crashed a couple times on me um uh like chris i feel like this is you're the you're the one person that
1: everyone knows where they're like no, no no it'll be fine try this out no problems it'll be totally smooth and then you press literally one button and you're like it's on fire that's, everything's melting.
0: That's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's I'm having that same thing uh, with our new ticketing app for record bar and lemonade park. The guy's like, everything should be fine. And I'm like, I don't see anything, man. I don't think it works with Android. Like, I know you have an iPhone, maybe d-. anyway, that's a different rant. To, <laughs> but, to, but
1: it reinforces like, yeah. you're the guy, you're the one guy that everybody knows. who's always Something's, like, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> so something we were, so while playing Shiv, trying to invite teammates to play or to get friends to play I'm like what is go- what is the problem so apparently PlayStation changed all of their privacy settings a very long time ago when Facebook disappeared off of the service but they just failed to let all of the people that own a PlayStation know that
1: um I just want to reiterate that that was like at, th- at least three years ago I was- <laughs> yes
0: so when I got into my privacy settings, And I looked at it, it said, I should, people should be able to see me. I don't understand what the problem is. Those are just the privacy settings in your profile. Then you have privacy settings that are separate from that, which is fucking stupid in your messages, which say no one can send you an invite. No one can search you to add you as a friend, like all of these things. And I am like, why the fuck, why would just because Facebook's integration is taken away, why would everything switch to no one can see you, go fuck yourself, you're a lonely gamer now, no one can send you invites to do anything, no one can send you friend requests. Like, it was fury. Infuri- it took us- it took- there was four people trying to play Chivalry, and it took us an hour to figure out exactly where the settings were, what was happening, why it was happening. Like, it was so odd- like Andrew, Andrew just I, I kept getting so mad at Andrew. I was like, I, it says all my privacy settings are cool. And then, uh, whatever, Taylor was like, okay, go in your messages. Now, when you're in your messages, hit the settings, the options button, and it should pull up a settings menu in your messages that is separate from the settings that are their privacy settings that are in the actual interface. It is like, this is convoluted, this is stupid. This shouldn't be this way. It was infuriating. PlayStation, fix your shit. Because that is dumb. That is so dumb.
1: Triple more like shouldn't be two.
0: That's Gotta what be. I'm saying. Ah.
1: Um, yeah, that's super frustrating. And uh, Like, how was I supposed I, to know?
0: Like, I didn't even know there was a separate privacy settings in messages. Because why from should there the be? Se- right, yeah, like, why
1: Because why would you put the settings in two places? Uh, that's yeah. how I felt. E- even though now that I've switched to uh my current not non-apple phone um i i actually wish i had an apple phone again but when i did have an apple phone i was frustrated that uh if i wanted to turn off or change my notifications to snapchat or discord or something i don't go to the snapchat or discord app within my settings like i go to settings and i click snapchat or i click discord my notification settings are not there. Instead, I have to go to a totally different place called net of notifications that has notifications for every single app on my phone. That's stupid to me. Like I, I, if they're going to have two different places to find that, I'd rather have it in both places instead of only one place, yeah. because I know what I'm looking for now. Put it where I expect it to be. That's bad user experience.
0: Yeah. It was, um, it was and tough it, times. It's frustrating. Um.
1: Uh, on, on, on PS5, I'm playing Don't Starve together with uh, my partner and one of my really good friends. Mm-hmm. And to, to join a voice chat together, you have to create a party. Yep. And to invite someone to your party... Like, in PS5, you are not in a party. Instead, parties exist. And if you want to join a voice chat for a party, you have to go to the party, start the voice chat yes. through the party... And then invite people after that. That's on PlayStation 4 as well. Okay, well, but in PS4, you can invite someone to a voice chat. So, Chris, I can invite you to a voice chat. And then I can go to Carlos's profile and I can say, Carlos, I want to invite you to the same voice chat that we are already in. On PS5, you cannot do that. Mm. Instead, I can only join a brand new voice chat with only Carlos. I cannot bring you with me, Chris, and I cannot invite Carlos to the existing one. It's very frustrating. And if I want to invite someone to an existing party, I cannot invite them by going to their profile and inviting them. To them. I have to go to the party I want them to be in, and then search their name, and it will add them to the party. It's very frustrating. It's not very clear at all. And I've three three weeks in a row I've dealt with this, and I'm still frustrated about it because uh, I care enough to endure through it. And plenty of people don't. And they're yeah. they're way too big of a company um, to to have this problem on their next gen uh system it's frustrating
0: it sounds like a real kojima convoluted menus problem if you ask me uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so i've had my own sony problems um chris unless you have more stuff to, to complain about sony because <laughs> because i mean i could come up with a couple things um the uh the other game i played i know i'm only jumping into this because it's related to the playstation stuff yeah. uh, carlos i know you haven't uh, talked about your next game yet Uh, it's that uh, I accidentally bought dead cells because I was trying to buy another game. I don't even remember what it was, but I knew I wanted to buy it. I added it to my cart and I checked out and then it was like, hooray, you spent $30 more than you were quoted. And I was like, that's not what I asked for. What happened? And they were like, Oh yeah, you bought dead cells. And I'm like, dude, you're telling me that dead cells has stayed in my cart on the PlayStation store for like six months like it was on sale the very first weekend that we had our PlayStation. I put it in the cart because it was like ten dollars, and then I just never took it out because I assumed that my cart would empty between sessions. Sure doesn't. No, it doesn't. So I, really I
2: forgot there was a cart for the Sony. Yeah, there's. Set. Yeah, there's. Yeah, and it's it stupid. Empty. It just
1: cost me oh, thirty bucks. Stupid. Like I would have bought Dead Cells, but I would have bought it on sale. So I forgot. uh like a whole week passed and I forgot to go try to ask for a refund from Sony. And I was like, you know what? I was going to buy this game anyway, whatever. I'll just deal with it. But the fact that they had a cart that never emptied and it never like asked me, like it does say, Hey, confirm your purchase. And I just clicked through it, which is on me, but I don't want to be in a position where I'm accidentally buying things that I was looking at six months ago.
0: I just, I just always, usually when you're in the PlayStation store at the top right, it you it'll say cart and then it'll have a number next to it if there's something in there um i have never had that issue it it did i just never Never no i don't
1: shop around well i don't shop around with the intent to buy often enough for me to ever care about it Mm. um so it's a dumb thing i mean whatever i got dead cells and i have a lot of good things to talk about about it but uh we're trying to keep this episode short. So I'll probably just wait till next week. Uh, the verdict is it's a really good roguelike, like a lot of people said it would be. And I'm really happy with it.
0: It's amazing. Um, So I was obsessed for a while.
1: And it's got, uh, it's got a daily challenge. I talked about daily challenges recently because, um, as always, I like the idea of being able to jump into something for a small window of commitment and then dropping out. Uh, so I, have been picking up daily challenges in slate of the Spire, uh, Spelunky and, uh, Grifflands. And, uh, Rogue, uh, no, sorry. Dead Cells has a, a daily challenge that you can actually repeat. So you can repeat it as many times as you want. The point is to uh, get a high score. So that's cool. It's uh, it's different than all the other ones I've played, and I was really bad at it. It was really hard. I died on the like third enemy that I found, which is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm excited to play more of that. Uh, I wish it didn't cost me thirty dollars. I wish it only cost me ten when it was on sale. Yeah. But uh, it's a game's game, good. Though. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing a lot more. There's a, there's a lot I could say about it, but uh, I will save that for next week.
2: It's real good. Uh, so the other game that I've been playing is Xenoblade Chronicles because I'm about 25 hours in, and I need for 25 hours so I can play another fucking game at some point. Um, <laughs> and so I'm pushing through that, uh, so I can get to Death Stranding because I just bought Death Stranding for 24 bucks. Because uh, I've got a new gaming laptop that should be able to play it pretty well, so uh, I'm going to be getting into some of that, some of that PC goodness that I've been missing out on uh, the past couple of years. Because um, it, it's this laptop's definitely an upgrade from my current stuff, and uh, yeah, I'll be getting a whole lot of Steam stuff, uh, humble bundle stuff. I bought uh, Tales of Symphonia for five bucks because I I need to get. Uh, some retro JRPG goodness uh, in my system, uh, even after Blade. <laughs> so yeah, I am stoked to get a, a little bit more PC stuff going, and I have a huge backlog of Switch stuff to go. I just got near Replicant. Like, I just need to get some of these forty to fifty-hour games done had... so I can get in there.
1: Why? Did, why did I think you you already had near Replicant?
2: Because uh, I really should have already had near up again <laughs> i didn't get to get it on release um
1: that's funny but... that you you're like uh i mean of course in the crew of the four of us you're you're the near guy but i for sure thought you already had that game
2: no nah, well, it was I uh, on sale it. uh over the weekend so
1: hell yeah yeah,
0: yeah there was a bunch of sales going on
1: um man it's like, what a good feeling to like know that you really want a game and to see it discounted it's so nice
0: yeah, like I still yeah. haven't bought Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, but I've seen it go on sale like five times, and I'm like, that's a good <laughs> sign. I like that. Uh, that means when I do buy it and get into it, it's gonna be like fifteen bucks, ten bucks, you know.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, well, what say you? Uh, let's say we uh, move on to our party topic. What do you guys think? Sounds that's good. Um, so this is kind of, I I, I believe this was rumored uh, to be a thing. Uh, but Valve decided to drop a fucking bomb today and be yeah, like, sure did. hey, uh, here is our handheld PC. Uh, it is called Steam Deck, right? Not to be confused yes. with the Stream Deck.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is confusing as someone who has been setting up their Stream Deck this week. I saw it, at, I saw the tweet that uh, uh, that Aaron shared in our Facebook group. And my first thought was like, how is Steam making a bootleg Stream Deck? Like I thought they made a product called Stream Deck and that they were trying to play it off as their own. I'm just like, this is a lawsuit. Like is anybody and then I reread <laughs> it, of course, but uh, uh it's, what a it's wild so funny.
2: It's a weird that name. They, yeah. they dropped this on the day that Switch O L E D uh pre orders went live. So Yeah. Genius. Well I could genius tell you
0: perfect. this much. Um i i kind of like saw it happen didn't really dig into it till like right before the podcast uh i am no longer buying a switch that's not gonna fucking happen um if i do buy a handheld console it is going to be the steam deck i almost said Steam deck
1: Deck. we gotta yeah 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 get better Uh, at naming
0: your consoles people. Like, get it together. But anyway, this this thing... Yeah,
1: legit, I think I think it's actually a terrible name. I think it's not a good name. So, um,
0: this thing is a handheld uh, PC.
1: Chris, I, I need you to buy this, because I want the 2.0 version.
0: The, oh, uh, the...
1: Because the only thing, the main thing I have to say about this, because both of you are actually going to know more about this uh, than me from today's coverage, but uh, the only concern I have is it does not look comfortable in my hands. That's it. Uh... And... i would say the switch suffers from a similar problem i've learned to deal with it doesn't bother me that much anymore but still gonna wait for that version 2.0 because it looks dope i just don't want to physically hurt my hands by the way that i think it looks
0: so let's back up a little bit and let people know what this is for the people that don't know it is a portable handheld pc Basically, that is being released by Valve. It is coming this December. There are three different price points. Um, uh, one, the first one only has 64 gigs and starts at 3.99. Uh, moving up from there, I think it's like 5.49 and six and six nine or 5.99 or 6.99 or something. This thing is a portable PC. Uh, it can. I so my main concern when I first saw it I was like hopefully this isn't like the Steam controller which we all know failed miserably and was ten dollars by the time they were like we just need to get rid of this shit uh, or free I think it was at the end um, but it does look a little wonky uh, the uh, analog sticks are up high uh, on the uh, on the uh, console and. Right next to it is the D-pad and the buttons. Underneath those are trackpads for games that need uh, mouse control uh, to play better. Um, so uh, from this little thing that I saw from IGN, and everybody can think about IGN, what they will, but uh, they do great coverage on these kind of things. So it was a preview of somebody going hands-on with it, and they're like, first saw this, looked really weird, thought it was going to be bad put my hands on it instantly felt fine instantly felt perfect like had no issues with the way the controller laid out there's some back buttons as well
1: um yeah game changer
0: right uh the real the really exciting thing about this guys is that it is a it is a pc it is not just you can only play things on it you can download other storefronts aka epic games aka xbox game pass to it and you could play all those games that you would normally have to play sitting in front of your computer. You can now play them on your couch, in your bed, uh, whatever. Like, it's just on, on the go, at hopefully, the as long as you have... A, on a, I, I would assume you would have to have Wi-Fi connection. That would be the only thing is you have to have some sort of Wi-Fi connection uh, to be able to I connect to Steam. As
1: long at a rooftop party, I'm in.
0: All, all in. Uh, this thing is impressive. This thing is very large. Uh, I don't think people realize how big it is. It is much bigger than a Switch. Uh, Like, you can hold it in your hand, but it is a fucking—it's a big old honker, uh, uh, for lack of a better term. This article
1: I have pulled up here says uh, it was originally going to be named the Steam Chonk. Oh. Um, Uh But they—yeah, they uh, turned away. It didn't do well in the the trial runs. Uh,
0: Thomas, I would actually suggest, uh, while we're talking about this, to, like, click on uh, some of those links that people uh, posted in the—
1: I'm actually reading them right now.
0: Yeah, uh, if you go to like the actual Steam Deck website, you will see how fucking big this thing is. It is
2: large, <laughs> I mean, and in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. twice the weight of the Switch. Uh, and just for an update, just so people know, because uh, maybe maybe we push this podcast up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, it's it's four hundred dollars, five thirty, and then six fifty. That's what I um, Okay, five thirty is the one that seems the, like the one to go with. But they all have the same base specs, as far as they've said. It's just that there's uh, different there's uh, SSDs in there.
1: It reminds me of the old, like, I'm not sure if the Game Gear is the one I'm thinking of, yeah. but it's one of those types of handheld systems. I remember my friend had one growing up, uh, and we had some janky Sonic game on it. Uh, I Well, I say janky. I mean, it was probably fine, but uh, uh, it reminded me of that, which is where most of my concern over the ergonomics of, the, of how it feels in your hand come from. Um if people say it's great, then cool. They put their hands on it, so I mean, it's the yeah. same. You know, if I'm going to tell people the PlayStation Five controller is great, but you have to put your hands on it, then yeah, that's exactly why I should trust reviews uh, on this. Um, yeah, it does. It does look like a chonky boy. Uh, <laughs> but I've told you my my indie, or sorry, my Switch is an offline indie machine. Um, but if I was able to take advantage, if I basically was able to use this like a Switch. Yeah. but I was able to take advantage of Steam sales. Are yes. you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that is amazing. Game that changer. Is amazing. I mean, I would be able to spend, I mean, Nintendo is rightly criticized for not having the sales that you're going to see on any other platform, in right. my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I can't even, comp- I mean, definitely can't compare them to Steam. No. But I can't even cons- uh, compare them to the PlayStation sales, uh, in my opinion. So, I mean, PSN to- has
0: sales every week. Every Tuesday, every Friday, like there's a something's on sale. I guarantee. When I go
1: on Nintendo, I, I cruise the eShop every once in a while, and I'm just like, featured or uh, deals or whatever the whatever the tag is, and uh, I rarely see anything I'm interested in, like at all. Uh, not even games where I'm like, I see stuff on the PlayStation Store, and I'm like, I want this, and this is a good price. But I think I'd rather play this on PC or vice versa. But I rarely see stuff on the Switch that I even want at all. Um so if this just allows me simply to take advantage of Steam sales. Um I'd much rather buy games that I'm never going to play on that handheld than on my PC. <laughs> I mean
0: just think about like the things that they showed off in it's in it, that's running on it control. That's insane. I like that game, but that's insane that it's able to run on this and they say it's just a PC like you can hook up a mouse and keyboard to it if you want, like you can just use it as a PC. Uh, like, in its docked mode, if you want to say that. Um, You can, like I said, put all the other storefronts you want on it. Uh, You can put... You can completely get rid of Steam's iOS on it, or iOS, Steam's uh, OS, and only use... You can just put Windows on it if you want. Um, Like, it's a PC. That's in your hand.
1: At a time where, like, PC hardware is so hard to get, this seems like such a good move this this article that you linked in our notes here uh is from kotaku it says uh gabe newell describes steam decks price as painful for valve because basically they are selling it for my understanding is they're they're selling it at a loss um because presumably they will make it back in steam game sales right um the same way you want consoles in people's houses because they're gonna spend money on your games and you make money through the Stormfront. um it's so it's fucking hard to get uh p c parts right now. I mean I even to get my cooler when my when I moved across the country and my CPU cooler failed to even try to get that was so hard. it was it was like pulling teeth trying to get that uh, shipped to me and then also shipped to a store and all this stuff um and that's only one piece that's not even a video card which is specifically in high demand. so if you take the p c specs and put them on a screen like this, you know. You don't have to worry about making a, you know, uh, a 40-inch monitor. Like, making a game look, run and look great on a 40-inch monitor is a whole lot different than whatever the size of this is. I don't know, like, 9 inches? I mean, I'm guessing. I don't know the how... The screen itself
2: is 7, so, yeah, it's probably it's probably about 11 inches wide.
1: Yeah, That's so if you're able to put that experience into a box that, that people who are specifically looking for the ability to play and not necessarily the ability to play high end because even looking for mid level PC specs right now is so hard because the top end of the market has has turned up the price on everything else so much that to even get mid grade stuff that was brand new 5 years ago is hard yeah um you know so so I think this is so great um I definitely need to to read up more on this I mean besides besides how great it seems like as a game console the fact that we're still in a drought uh of pc supplies this just seems wonderful this seems like such a smart move to get playability in well literally into people's hands
0: yeah and i would say i I would say definitely check out ign's hands-on preview it's probably like an eight minute long video and any question i think you have about it is answered in it in a you know relatively quick fashion um
1: What a bomb to drop on a random
0: Thursday.
1: (laughs) They didn't even... I never even knew this was coming. I don't know if anybody else did.
0: I think it was rumored Uh, that they were working on something, uh, and it might have been codenamed something else, like, always. mm. But, um, yeah, man, I... I, Like, and we just did... You guys just did the pod about the state of handheld gaming, and then...
2: That's some bullshit. (laughs) bluey! Wow.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) We got to record the whole thing again. Yeah,
2: so... Uh, just a an FYI uh, especially in in case we get to push this out early. Um, reservations are opening tomorrow at noon, but it is a specific uh it is a specific steam only reservation system that has queues as well as uh, a fee so, uh, it doesn't say for some reason on their FAQ. It talks about the fee, but then it doesn't tell you what the fee is. So I think not, you actually have to sign into Steam first. buy
1: the system, but the fee to...
2: Yeah, so there's a, a reservation. Uh, reservation start Friday at noon uh, Central Time. And then uh, you are put into a queue. You pay a, a small fee as reservation. And then obviously the queue system goes through uh, all the way through December. Ah, uh, when they're supposedly shipping out, and they're hoping to, uh, they're hoping to tell people that they've got a system available before December. So the only thing there is is timing. I don't know how good Steam is going to be at uh, at getting these out, but they actually are doing a really good job of taking all the steps they need to prevent scalping, um, because yeah, uh, they are requiring uh, like you must have made a purchase on Steam prior to June of this year. Uh, and a lot of little things about uh, oh. viable Steam accounts. So it should be a very secure process, and it should be only the people that actually want the system should be able to get it. So that's I, really cool.
0: And I'm not I'm not going to hop on this right away. This is something that I want to see how things shake out. I want to see how the process of getting one goes, those kind of things. Um, it's availability, you know, like if it's a PlayStation 5 shortage... Type situation that that's gonna be a real bummer, uh, but yeah. uh, I've seen people seem to be getting PlayStation 5s easier now, um, so I haven't really since I was like hard up to get one for a while, I've kind of backed off of that. I also got a new car, so I was gonna, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> uh, cool, cool stuff. Hopefully, it all works out. Um, everything seems to run real smooth, uh, on it, uh, from the stuff that we've seen, um that was my big thing too is like how is it connecting to stuff what's it actually doing you're just downloading it just like you would on any pc and you're just playing it so uh the only connection you need is the wi-fi to download it and uh and then the wi-fi to play it because it has to recognize your licenses and all that kind of stuff Um,
1: kidding that would be uh, a really fun way to play a game like seven days to die where it it looks like a 15 year old game anyway so playing it on a small screen like eliminates the drawback to playing a game like that um that's absolutely a game i would love to play on my couch that would
2: like having this
0: having this as a game pass epic store steam machine that you don't have to sit in front of your pc to play just sounds sounds like a dream doesn't sound real (laughs)
2: Yeah, I yeah. feel like the only hurdle is if they do maybe say if it if it has to be persistent internet connection, that might be a detractor. But otherwise, I don't feel like anything else is really stopping it.
0: I yeah. mean, in most places I mean, most places, you're going to if especially if this is just in your home or you're out somewhere, you're gonna have a Wi Fi connection somewhere. Um so it may not be the best Wi Fi connection. You may have problems with maybe some multiplayer games and stuff, but um, like the the games I mean, that they were the same yeah.
1: limitations you'd have on a on a switch, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and and the games that they're shown running on it Control, Disco, Elysium, like playing Disco Elysium handheld just sounds like magic to me. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I uh, yeah, I I can't be more excited. Hopefully, it actually works out. Uh, knock on some wood. Uh, you know, it, always with these new these new tech. Uh, we all get real excited, and then sometimes it doesn't. Uh, sometimes it doesn't pan out so good. Uh, so. That's
1: true, but it, it, it's a hell of a lot uh, easier to to feel confident in in Steam releasing something like this than if it was Google.
0: If this was
2: Google, yes. I'd be like, oh
1: "Okay, yeah, give it give it six months. <laughs>
2: See
0: you in three <laughs> years." Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, the fact that it's so soon, like it's December, like it's Christmas time. Um, that's just.
1: Yeah.
2: I know it's on it's my top dope. of my Christmas list. A, and it, it didn't stop the Switch OLED from uh, selling out today either. So,
0: yeah,
1: I, I saw that. Nintendo, <laughs>
2: Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. They're gonna do their
0: thing, but yeah,
1: they're gonna Nintendo. For
0: me, it's, it's uh, gonna be fun. knowing that Nintendo. Yeah. My if I bought a Switch, I play a lot of indie games and stuff on it. Knowing now that Steam is coming out with something like that, that I can also have all the access to my Game Pass library, my Epic library that keeps giving me free games every month, by the way, uh, or every week, really. Um, that's just, that's a, that's a done deal for me, but like, yeah. I, I just like, I, 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 will... I like
1: that There's more, I mean, of course, like you said, last week we did a whole episode on handhelds, uh, and I liked it. It was just interesting to see, um, our different takes on everything and where we think everything is going. I am excited to have Nintendo have a competitor, a real competitor, in the handheld market, because I think they need it. I think that uh, to to not dive back into stuff we discussed last week, I think it would be nice. Like Nintendo has been the cycle of Sony and Microsoft for a while, because yeah, they you'll get some of the same games on the Switch, but they used to all three be in the same cycle along with PC. But Nintendo's kind of in its own cycle now, and PC has always been in its own cycle. Um, I'm excited to see Nintendo have to lockstep or, or you know, to at least compete with someone who's in that same race, that handheld racism them instead of being the only real uh, natively handheld console, because like playing remote play on your phone is not natively handheld. I mean, your phone is handheld, but I mean, yeah. it's not a game console. It's a phone. Right. Um, so I I'm excited to see that competition because uh. Uh, well, first of all, we get exciting things like this, where, where you get, The fucking release on the same day as the OLED pre-order, but... um, Right. uh, Yeah, hopefully that'll make Nintendo have to make a decision on um, what they're going to do with uh, release windows for handheld. Because if it runs just fine on on, uh, the Steam Deck, what are you waiting for on a Switch? Is the only thing that you're waiting for that you only own the Switch and not the Steam Deck?
2: Yeah, I mean, are you going to still put money towards getting a Witcher 3 version on Switch? Are you going to continue making cloud games like they announced uh, Plague Tale cloud version after they did Control and Hitman 3. It's like, is anybody going to buy those anymore? Probably not. No.
1: And, and if I was a developer, how much how much now do I care to port to uh, the Switch market, the Nintendo market, when I can just continue to go on Steam where we were already working anyway, and now we just reach more people in a different market? Yes. So uh that's something crazy design.
0: um well you guys got anything else or is that or is that gonna be it for this one
1: uh i that's all i got for the topic uh before carlos tells us how to find uh everything that we do online um i do want to say we <clears> have <throat> uh you know our discord is always changing i'm on there all the time i would love to have uh even more people to group up with and to chit chat with uh the most poppin part of our discord is our news and deals channel which on a day like today was a poppin (laughs) um and it's really exciting to discuss that stuff in real time with everybody uh we have a new ish seven day Sedai server the survival game that i've been playing with my friends it's a dedicated server which means anyone can log on any time we're having a great time and if you can hear this podcast you are invited um and this is a reminder with stuff coming up um We've got, uh, we're, we're trying to put together game or uh, groups for games like Back for Blood, which comes out in October. We've got a dedicated channel as well. So if that's something that you're excited for, like I am, and uh, you'd like to find regular teammates for it, because those games are always more fun um, with a regular squad. Uh, yeah, join our Discord. You can find that link through everything else, which you can find where, Carlos?
2: That is going to be at partyinvite.games. That is our website that has everything, and we're going to have a lot more uh, blog content up there very soon. Also, of course, uh, Thomas is coming back to our streams at uh, Twitch. Uh, on uh, That's going to be Party Invite Show. Uh, and our Twitter is also Party Invite Show. So please, uh, we would love to get to 100 followers on Twitter. And well, we're, we're at something like. 80 or so on twitch right so let's get that one to too. that'd be nice
1: yeah i'm excited i uh this whole move has been crazy with my pc (laughs) i told you this my cooler failed and some other stuff happened but uh we've got a lot of new stuff i got a green screen i finally plugged in my stream deck uh and i've got that set up and some other bells and whistles i'm really excited to unveil that stuff so
0: awesome um we're back in it baby uh Really quick, before we get out of here, something I just remembered. Death's Door comes out Tuesday, the 20th. Just a reminder, Death's Door, the hottest indie that everyone's talking about. Looks super dope. Crow Souls. It's, it's
2: going to be the new the <laughs> new Hades go. for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, y'all. That is going to do it for us on this episode of the Party Invite Show. We will catch you next time. Bye. Peace. Later mm